Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. How's it, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Josh Lee Kwai. And I'm DJ. DJ from Jumbo Commander. Again, as we say every every episode, if you go on over to YouTube, put in the search bar, Jumbo Commander, you'll find DJ's channel. We are continuing our coverage of the Commander 2018 product. It's great, Josh. It's I'm so sweet. excited. It's it looks sweet. so sweet. This is our favorite time of year, obviously, because they are putting out products specifically for our format. Bunch of cool stuff. We've got Planeswalkers back as commanders in multicolor this time. We're all very excited. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be breaking down the Lord Windgrace Nature's Vengeance deck. Uh, DJ, you actually did the breakdown. I know. I'm super excited. Not only is this a Lands Matter deck, which is phenomenal i'm so excited about it we were just talking on the show about literally using- this is what i was saying yeah. we wanted with vivictus asmati it was like well we really just want a jund lands matter commander so let's just shoehorn no we have a panther awesome jund planeswalker all about lands that we can talk about today very very exciting but before we get into it you're going to hear about a bunch of cards today. We're going to doing the same thing where we're taking the pre-con and telling everybody how to do a quick upgrade, sort of breaking it down by the numbers, figuring out the best way to play it, the best way to upgrade it. And all that stuff you hear, including this commander deck, if you want to pre-order it right now, you can go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone. You use that affiliate link when you're ordering. And something to keep in mind is there's only a few days left now to get an order into Card Kingdom using our affiliate link and still receive that code that will unlock the Game Knights Lifelinker background. That is That promotion is only available within the month of July. So when August 1 hits, the codes are not being handed out anymore. So if you want that, make sure to pre-order your Commander product or whatever else you're getting within the next, it's like just a couple of days so you can make sure to get that unlock code. And we've got all of the Commander 2018 themed Ultra Pro playmats. This looks so cool. Deck boxes, sleeves. Ultra Pro always does all the theme stuff. They've got the license agreement with Wizards of the Coast to do all of this stuff. And you might have noticed in the last couple episodes, we added something new to the set. We've got a banner that's sort of back here behind DJ. That is the Knights of New Benalia. That's the art. And 
This is something that Ultra Pro is beginning to do. If you watch or are a fan of Game Nights, you uh, have seen the Nickel Bolus banner that we had in the background and have had for so many episodes. And that's just something that Ultra Pro is doing. They've got other banners with other images on it. I saw a Jace the Mind Sculptor one. Do we need other banners if we have that one that right one, there? That's that, insane. That one is sweet. So look for Ultra Pro products like the scrolls that you might want to hang up uh, in your house, in your room, in your in cool your game room, game really? night studio set. <laughs> For all, of the, for all of the game night studios out there, <laughs> go get yourself a banner. No, I think it looks awesome in like in a game room and oh, so many cool places. Yeah, so Ultra Pro continuing to up their game all the time. They make the coolest stuff. And the final way to support our show is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute right to us. Our patrons get all kinds of cool benefits. The, the best one, I think, is being able to watch game nights earlier than the rest of the public. And I said this last episode, but in case you missed it, the next episode is going to be Commander 2018, us battling it out with those decks, and you will get to see it early if you're a patron. So make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash command zone. And another benefit is we call out one lucky patron every single episode, and this episode is dedicated to Ted, Ted Lander. Lander. Ted, you rock. All right, DJ, let's get into it. Lord Windgrace, the um, Jund Landsmatter Planeswalker. This is, you were literally just asking for it, and here we are. I was just asking for it, and now we have it. I'm so excited. Uh, Basically, what's great about Lands Matters decks is that we're forced to spend 40% of our 100-card command deck on lands. We have to have a bunch of lands in our deck. We're forced to, and for the most part, we just draw it and play it, and nothing but, 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 but. Normally, that's the boring part of our deck, right? Exactly. Yeah. But with the lands matter general, we get to manipulate these lands. We get to sacrifice them, bounce them, put them to the graveyard, take them back out again. We have more opportunities to play awesome utility lands. There's just so much room for creativity when you have more access to your deck. And in this, you have a whole area that we can tweak our mana base. Yeah, that 40% that normally is kind of boring is now it actually really matters and it's the fun part of your deck. So now all your cards sort of matter when you draw them. I do really like that aspect. Um, again, a reminder, for the purposes of this episode, we're looking at the deck straight out of the box and just a quick upgrade to it. So those people that want to grab it, you know, go to your LGS or order it at cardkingdom.com slash command zone, get a hold of it really quickly, just upgrade it so that it has a chance against other actual commander decks. But, you know, it takes a while, I think, for me, for like it can take me a couple of days of just concentrated brewing to make an entire deck. And that's not even gathering the cards. That's just figuring out what I want in there. So this is a way to sort of, because you buy something, you want to play it right away. Oh, totally. And also, when you, you want to know what direction it's going. We're going to help you figure out what direction this deck is going and where you should take it. But sometimes it's not as effective just replacing... 99 cards in a commander deck instead you want to play it see what you like and you might find different cards and more interesting cards that you hadn't thought about without playing it so we definitely suggest you play it straight out of the box and we definitely suggest you take your time upgrading this deck and really get to know it and enjoy playing it uh and for the purposes of this we are going to be a little bit more budget budget conscious than we maybe normally are. We're going to try to stay away from cards that are above $25 and keep most of the cards that we're suggesting adding in to $5 or less. So with all those caveats aside, let's take a look at the new commanders that are available in this Nature's Vengeance pre-con. There are, as usual, three uh, sort of commanders in the in the Jund 
color I was going to say color pairing but in the Jun shard yeah. That was the word shard. I was looking for that word, and I finally found it. You have three commanders that can lead this deck straight out of the box. Right. Uh, and you have a couple others that might be able to be used if you create something else. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with the headliner, Lord Windgrace, the Planeswalker. Uh, two black, red, green for a five loyalty Planeswalker, Windgrace. Uh, plus two reads... Uh, discard. There's a lot of text on this thing. And it's foily. And, <laughs> and there's bright foily, lights in foily here. And stuff like that. Uh, discard a card, uh, then draw a card. Uh, if a land card is discarded this way, draw an additional card. Okay, that's plus two again. So that takes it from five loyalty all the way up to seven loyalty. The negative three is return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So you discard with the first ability to draw extra cards. And then once you have a couple in there, you can negative and just get those lands back out. So it's not like you're discarding them for good. That's a good sort of rotational value thing that's going on there, right? It's circular. It seems like a value commander right there. Yeah. yeah. And then you can negative 11, which is the ultimate, and destroy up to six target non-land permanents, then create six 2-2 two, two green cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. So you gun down six things and create six 2-2s two, with forest walk. I mean, I like killing six things. I like... Tutus, but they're not six six worms. They don't have haste. They don't have. It seems like the ultimate is not really game winning. I don't know. Destroy six non land permanents feels pretty good. If you You're got in a four player game though, yeah, but six that's two each. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's going to win the game most times, or at least put you in position to win the game, especially especially against the person that has a forest that you can forest walk over and. Well, that person's probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering that you've gotten your Planeswalker 2 ultimate, so you haven't been able to be attacked for a little while, and your board's probably stayed intact. Yeah. Because that just tends to be the situation when you get to naturally ultimate, unless doubling season or something. It's definitely not, like, crazy game winning. I think it yeah. probably will get you into position to win, but you're right. It's not de facto you win. Mm-hmm. Um Pretty cool. I, I mean, the first two abilities, and those are the ones we care about because ultimating a Planeswalker is just naturally is just very, very hard. Uh but this this whole thing where I discard a land, I draw two cards, and then I do that a couple times, and then I negative, and I get the two lands into play. So, so then it ramps you. It draws you. What do we say every deck needs? Card draw and mana ramp. What does this card do? Draws you cards and ramps you. Great. I dropped the mic right there. That's it's what great. that was. Yeah. Yeah, I like this card a lot. Do we have other? Oh, yeah. Let's I wonder if we ones. have other commanders oh. in here that well, can lead well, up Well, one to this. was our preview card. Our preview card. Do do we, that we one's can, got a lot of text. Do you want me to? We can uh, cover it. Do you just get to read everything now? That uh, how many no. ones with a lot of text? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go we for have, it. Go for <laughs> it. So here's the Gyrus Walk Waker of Corpses X Black Red Green for a zero zero legendary Hydra. Uh, this creature enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it. Okay. So Commander Tax does count in that. And so commander tax almost doesn't matter for this card other than that you do have to pay it, but it always will contribute to the number of counters on it. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then there's another line of text here. It's whenever Gyrus attacks, you may exile target creature card with lesser power from your graveyard. If you do create a token, that's a copy of that card and that's tapped and attacking exile the token at the end of combat. So you kind of Alesha something. We we sort of made that comparison on the preview card episode. We went over a bunch of cards that we think would be good in a Gyrus deck. But generally, self-milling to get a bunch of options for you in there. And then... Yeah. So in this deck specifically, 
you know, because we talked about Gyrus just kind of in general as a cool preview card, but in this deck specifically, it seems to synergize with Lord Windgrace a little bit because Lord Windgrace puts things into the graveyard. That's true. You do this not pulls have things out of the to, graveyard. You do not have to um, discard a land. You just can. Yeah. You could discard a creature card that Gyrus could get back out. I do want to discard lands. <laughs> yeah, no, you want to. I'm just saying you don't have yeah. to. Uh, the other Jun commander in the deck is Thantis, the Warweaver. It's uh, three and Jun, three black, red, green for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature spider. How is Thantis not a mantis? It's, vigil, <laughs> it's vigilance and reach. It says all creatures attack each combat if able. Okay. Okay. And then whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, put a 1-1 counter on Thantis the Weaver. So Thantis is a stop sign by himself, and as people attack you, it gets bigger and bigger, and it has reach. So I guess it's supposed to be a thing where everyone's going to attack each other and not you? Sure, I guess so. Uh, I I like the art on it. I think the art is pretty cool. It's a fire we didn't, we didn't, spider. We didn't talk about the fact that it's a spider. Does that matter? Are there any red spiders? Like, Because Ishkana so, is the spider is the Golgari spider commander. Yeah. Does I mean, it doesn't say all spiders, spiders do anything. It doesn't care. Yeah. Otherwise than like, I guess of that tribe. I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of this card. It doesn't seem that great. The rate's not even that good. A five, five for six. vigilance reach for six, like with three different colors in it. Yeah. It should be at least a six, six and, and just to be, it should have death touch or something like give me, give me something else because it just seems the rate is bad. I don't know. I'm not sure what to do with this card. It's interesting. Um, but why is it not a man? I like the, <laughs> I like, is there such a creature type? I mean, I know there's a, such a creature as mantis, but are there mantises in magic or are they insects? I don't know. That's, I'm going to shout my buddy, uh, Kyle Hill out because he's the first one that made that joke and I'm just stealing it. <laughs> Thantis the mantis, Kyle, I know you're listening. I like that it kind of creates some chaos. I like it when everyone's forced to attack. It kind of opens up the game a little bit. It could be a really fun commander. Speaking of fun commanders. Okay. This one's cool. You can't run it as the commander of the deck out of the box though. Yeah. Uh, Zancha. I think it's Sleeper. like Sancha, but it's Zancha. 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 Yeah, I think so. It's a cool name. Yeah. Zancha. I, any, I really any like the name title. with an X in it is cool. Zancha. Sleeper agent. Zancha is one black red for a 5-5. Five five. Three mana 5-5. Five five. That's the rate I'm talking about. Look, Vantis is six <laughs> mana for that. Okay. Uh, and this is a, a minion. As Zancha, sleeper agent, enters the battlefield, uh, an opponent of your choice gains control of it. So you choose, you cast it, and then you just give it to an opponent. There <laughs> you go. You can have that. Okay. Uh, I don't <laughs> obviously want a five, there's five. more. Zancha attacks each combat if able and can't attack its owner or planeswalkers its owner controls. So they can't attack you. And it's got to attack, and it's not coming at you. So you play it, and you say, here, Josh, you can have this, and I can't attack you with it. Yeah. Or your I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, just you do the Sounds attacking fine for me. me. I got a 5-5. Five, five. Okay. Uh, it has an activated ability. For three generic mana, Zancha's controller loses two life, and you draw a card. Any player may activate this ability. <laughs> okay, I don't want it. Don't give it to me. Give it to Jimmy. <laughs> and give then you can activate yes, it. give it to Craig. And deal I'll two the, damage, and then and draw, draw card. your card. Yeah, that sounds great. That seems great. Okay, so infinite mana, once again, immediately kills that opponent. And everybody, right? Because you just cast it again, give it to the next person. Yeah, as that player dies, you're just like, sweet, you die. This will goes back to the command zone. I'll recast it again, donate it to the next player. And because I have infinite mana, I'll kill you. And then I guess you could yeah, technically you, mill yourself out. You could out run if out of cards, yeah. yeah. 40, 40, 120. Yeah, you could. Although they've no, drawn... because it's two damage for every card you draw. Oh. So, so you only need 60 you only cards? You only need 60 cards to do it. Okay. 
So probably you're not going to. You're run probably out of cards. not going to run out of cards. Okay. So. Oh, that is a cool card. It is a very cool card. It's it's very Rakdos. Yeah. It's chaotic and punishing, and that's why I'm going to do a deck tech about this. <laughs> it is pretty sweet. I okay. think it's great. Um, okay, so those are our choices. Although Zancha can't be the commander, so it's really between Thantis, Gyrus, and Lord Windgrace. I think everybody knows. I think we're leaning towards a specific commander, yeah, aren't we? I think so. But we're gonna we're gonna do the ready. Stats. That was pretty good. Not bad for your second time. Good. Yeah. I. What helped me is I imagined I imagined a transformer, just like transforming. Yeah. Autobots roll out. Yeah, except for the name of the the name of the Autobot was Stats. Stats. Is this like a Scottish or not? I don't know. Scottish transformer. Stats. I am the last transformer. Okay. How <laughs> okay. much card draw? Let's talk about the stats. Let's DJ. talk about it. Uh, it has six sources of card draw and some graveyard synergies. So if you have you enough things messing around with the graveyard, that might be card draw. I don't. Maybe in this deck because usually I wouldn't count that as card draw because it can't get you lands to hit your land drop. But in this deck, it kind of could. Yeah. So maybe a little. But yeah, that's but why. Even I, if you round it a little and say seven or eight, it's still low. It's still low. Yeah. yeah. Although. Lord Windgrace does have card advantage on him. So that's a guaranteed source. Exactly. So maybe you don't need quite as much. Yeah. Uh, ramp spells, 12. That's awesome. That seems pretty awesome. Uh, targeted removal, 7. Oh, that's a lot. Solid. That's good. Right? Yeah, yeah solid. Uh, board wipes, 5. Okay, so we're really good in the board wipe. You got lucky. You see you that? Lucky. was coming back. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Board wipes are 5. This is great. That's pretty great. I think this yeah. is about perfect, about, about what you want as far as numbers. Now, we don't know what the quality of each of those are, but that's, yeah. that seems like right seems on okay. par. The only thing you could say is the card draw seems a little low, but again, with Lord Ring Grace. Maybe there's enough synergies to make up for that. Yeah. Uh, themed cards. I want to talk about lands because it's a lands matter deck. There's 43 lands in this deck. That gives you plenty of lands to pitch to Lord Windgrace. Um, seems pretty good. Yeah, I had a lands matter five color, but it was mostly a Gitrog deck, um, and it had a forty-four lands. So this, I believe, is the correct amount. All right. Uh, also, because we're dealing with lands, cards with landfall seven. That's that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty solid. Good. Including there's a new one, a new one which I'm very excited about. I like this a lot. This card seems really good. So it's three red red for a dragon uh, called Nesting Dragon. It's a five four. Has flying as dragons do, but it has landfall. So whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you create a zero two red dragon egg creature token with defender. If you know what the card dragon egg does, this is the exact same. So you're creating a token, and when it dies, uh, you create a two two red dragon creature token with flying that has red this creature gets one plus one plus oh until i'm turned so you get a two two with fire breathing when the egg dies so every time you get landfall you get a dragon egg and every time the dragon egg dies like if somebody board wipes or something you get two twos with fire breathing yeah so basically landfall gets you board wipe insurance this is that like, seems great it's kind and, of rampaging Baylathy. and, and you it's know, a, that, look at this rate uh three yeah. red red for a five four flying dragon that's insanity, by the way, because, yeah, that's crazy powerful as as far as the rate. Like, five mana, you would assume it was like a 4-4 four, four with like a small ability. Yeah. Like it's it was a great four, ability. This ability is crazy. Yeah, this seems really good. Especially, you could play this card and then minus Lord Windgrace, immediately put <laughs> two lands on the play, get two dragon eggs, and you're pretty insulated at that moment from board wipes because 
if you lose the nesting dragon, you get the same amount basically back with your two dragon eggs. This card seems great. It seems really good. And yeah. it also seems really solid in dragon decks mm -hmm. because it makes dragon eggs and then you make more dragons with it. It's dragons on dragons on dragons. It's great. Yeah, I, that card. Yeah, that card's going to go with a lot of decks. Yeah. Um, one other card. So we talked about land synergies. And so that was landfall. The next so landfall is just a kind of land synergy, but there are other kinds of land synergy, right? So oh, totally. there are a lot of other cards in the deck that care about lands in some way. There's about nine of those. Um, and there's a new one there too. Yeah. Well, let me talk about the old one. Okay, sure. I'll okay. The, new one. Uh, the old one is Worm Harvest. Worm Harvest is two Golgari, Golgari, Golgari. That's either green or black. Uh, so that's five CMC total. Uh, create a 1-1 one, one black and green worm creature token for each land card in your graveyard. And not only does it interact with land cards in your graveyard, but it has retrace, which lets you recast this when you chuck a land to your graveyard. Uh, so you can cast it out of your graveyard if you discard a land when you do it, basically. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so Lord Windgrace is going to be putting lands into the graveyard to draw two cards. So you're going to get lands in that way. There are other ways in the deck to get lands in the graveyard. And then at a certain point, Worm Harvest gets cast. It goes to the graveyard, and it also allows you to put lands in your graveyard with retrace, which it then counts to make worm tokens. Worm Harvest, if you've ever seen it go off, it is a win condition in many sort of melee-type decks and just kind of creates this engine that's really hard to stop where a board wipe doesn't even hurt you anymore because you're like, I make 20 worms. And they're like, board wipe. And you're like, I make 21 worms. And they're like, board wipe. And you're like, I make 22 worms. And they're like, I'm out of board wipes. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice because it turns those, we have 43 lands and we need to sort of weaponize them. Yep. And retrace totally lets us do that. Uh, another retrace spell, and this is a new one from Commander 2018. It's called Reality Scramble. It's two red red for a sorcery. Put target permanent you own on the bottom of your library. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card that shares a card type with that permanent. So if you do a creature, you'll get a creature. Artifact, you get an artifact. Land, you'll get a land. And then you put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And again, it has retrace. So you can kind of take a worm token and you can turn it into a real creature. I'm a real boy. It sounds um, cool. One of these... Not not this one. Uh, <laughs> you could turn it into a spider or something like that. Fantis the spider. You could turn it into, yeah. I don't know if it's, I think this is a great card. I think it's really cool. I love that you can discard lands with it, but I'm wondering what you're shoveling on the bottom of your library and what you're getting back out of it. Yeah, you, you I mean, there's some tokeny creator stuff and I think that that's a good way to use Reality Scramble. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you have to get the same type. So yeah. you have to hit something small. Like you mentioned a token because it's kind of what you have to do. Um, if it was any permanent, you could shove a land down there. You might be able to set this out. up too. Like uh, there's not a lot of artifacts in this deck. So you might be able to just basically know like what the other artifact is. So I'm going to get that for sure. Or, you know, that sounds good. One of two, like a lot of these type of spells, but it has retrace. So you kind of want to do it over and over. But I guess you can be like, oh, I missed. I'll do it again and see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's gr if it's good, but it's cool. I think it's really cool. You're usually the one that says that. I'm usually the one saying, like, it's not very good. What happened to us? Well, I think that one thing we're talking about is in the context of this deck. Right. And so in the context of this deck, you they made a very well-rounded deck. There's tons of stuff all up and down the curve. And so if you change in a creature, you might just hit somewhere else on the curve, not really upgrade tremendously. Right. So that's why I'm a little bit underwhelmed right here. But if you build your deck around it, if you have something specific, like Josh mentioned, you engineer it so that you turn in mana rocks into something awesome, then that sounds great to me. 
Okay, well, let's take a look at the deck because they always put in a little bit of synergy that's sort of focused around those other two commanders. And let's just see if there's even... I think we both know we're leaning towards the land matter thing because that's fun. But let's just see how much of the deck is dedicated to these other two commanders, Gyrus and Thantis. Um, there's a little bit of self-mill and other ways to get creatures into your graveyard, not necessarily just self-mill. There's like four cards that do it. There is a cool new one, which I think works in a self-mill deck. Yeah. When I read it at first, it kind of scratched my head. But when you think like, oh, I might want certain cards in the graveyard, then it kind of gets better. Yeah, it's Moonlight Bargain. Three black black for an instant. Look at the top five cards of your library. For each card, put that card into your graveyard unless you pay two life. Then put the rest into your hand. So you can basically look at the top five and say, I want those two. I'm going to pay four life and the other three go in the graveyard. Yeah. That's the outcome, even though it's worded weird. It's worded weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's probably worded like that for a reason. There's probably some rule stuff. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, we've broken in. They're like, ah, just change it around. Yeah. But this seems like you could pay 10 life and draw five cards for five mana. That seems rough. It seems a little bit rough. Uh, but you can select what you draw and what goes into your graveyard. And when you have a graveyard themed deck, that seems interesting. It seems fine. It's a little high costed. Uh, the, the two life is a lot. But at the same time, I think... It, it has some uses, maybe. So I compare this in my mind to something like Factor Fiction. Yeah. Where you see five cards, things go into your graveyard. It's an instant. It's an instant. Um, and it doesn't compare, but Factor Fiction is great. Right. So I can kind of get behind this as a black Factor Fiction that costs a little bit of life. And I like that it's an instant speed. So overall, I think it's a fun card. And I like that I can select exactly what goes into my hand and exactly what goes into the graveyard. Um, so then once we've got things in the graveyard, Gyrus is a recursion commander in a weird way, but does bring things out of the graveyard kind of for one swing until it gets exiled. We talked about this in our preview card episode, but there is some other graveyard recursion in the deck. There's about four of those. And then both Gyrus and Thantis get plus one, plus one counters in different ways. And so there's actually like no plus one, plus one counter synergy in the deck. There's some other creatures that kind of give plus one, plus one counters and maybe get plus one plus one counters, but there's no real payoffs. There's no hardened scales or, you know, something. There's none of the outlast Lords or anything like that. That's inspiring you, call or yeah. anything like that. So mm. that seems to just be something that they're expecting you. If you take the deck apart to and build around one of these two to sort of do on your own. And the weird thing, and this might be the first time this has ever happened when we've been reviewing decks on the show is that Thantis doesn't specifically seem to have even a single card that I could find in the deck. And I think I asked you and you couldn't find one either that synergizes specifically with it. Like Thantis says all creatures attack each turn, uh, each combat of fable. And then if anybody attacks you or plays rock, you control it gets plus one plus one. So it kind of wants like some creatures to block, I guess, but you got to attack too. It doesn't say all creatures, all creatures, your opponent's control attack each combat. You have to. So, I guess it's because it has vigilance, but then a lot of your other creatures don't necessarily have vigilance. There's not a lot of death touch. There's not a lot of combat shenanigans where you can win combat as you force people to attack. It's a little bit of a head scratcher. I think there's basically no chance that you should run Thantis as the lead singer of this deck. And Gyrus too is, is out. There's just not enough. Uh, there's there's no, not enough creatures I yeah. want to get back. Yeah. And not enough ways to put them into the graveyard. And Thantis specifically doesn't seem to do anything with any of the cards in the deck, you know doesn't the the whole doesn't add up to more than the sum of his parts there so it sounds like we've landed on lord yeah. Lee grace yeah, as does. the as the head of this deck okay so let's go back through 
the the little um, categories here. Ramp and card draw. Yeah, there's a lot of ramp in this deck, like a lot. And uh, a lot of it is pretty good, although um, some of the best examples of ramp might be left out. You can go through and find what kind of ramp you like to have, but it gives you a lot of variety. There's a lot of bigger ramp, maybe four mana ramp. I think I like ramp that ramps me into my commander. So one way you that you can do that is like, ramp. yeah, two and three mana ramp. Uh, card draw might be a little bit lacking, but again, it's on the commander. And True, although it's a five drop. I'd like to draw cards before it comes out. I agree. Um, but there are some things that uh, I didn't count as card draw. Cycling. Yeah. It's not really card draw, but it can kind of turn you through your deck. And it does have three cycling lands in here so you can That makes sense because you put lands in your graveyard that he can then get back onto the table. So. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that helps a lot. Um, board wipes, target removal. It's pretty good. We've got seven and five. Target removal, seven. Uh, board wipes, five. What do you find when looking through the targeted removal and board wipes specifically? Yeah, um, I really like one of the new board wipes in... Oh, we didn't pull it out. Keep talking and I'll find oh, it. Oh, man, it's great. I really like one of the new board wipes in green uh, because it's on a creature. I like board wipes that are on a creature. Uh, it is green, so it only hits flyers. Uh, and it also has a plus one, plus one counter synergy, which is really cool. I think that there's room for expansion in terms of the board wipes in general. Red has tons of damage-based board wipes. And we're not really going that creature heavy when we're manipulating lands all over the place. So we might need a few board wipes to stabilize. Uh, I so also think... this is a new card? Yeah. So there's a green board wipe for flyers that's yeah. also in there. Um, but Craig can put it up on the screen. I want to talk about what I think might it. be... talk about that one. Well, I think that this is like a way more impactful card. This might be the best card out of this whole this whole set. You mean for like the greater world of commander? Yeah. Okay. For the greater world of world of commander, people are going to be super excited about wind graces judgment three black green for an instant for any number of opponents, destroy target non land permanent that player controls. So each opponent you vindicate kind of no, sorry. Uh, utter end. Yeah. Instant instant. Five mana. Wait a minute. Utter end costs one less than this. Yeah, and you lose life. Well, that's anguish and making. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. But still, yeah. What? It's great. You I guess it doesn't hit. exile. It destroys. So. Yeah, but, but still, you hit so. one thing from each person. Instant speed for five mana. For five mana. Oh, this is a new staple in Golgari. Probably. This is totally a new staple. Wow, that's a really good when you card. can hit something for. I mean, in most of these games, you're taking out three important critical pieces. I mean, let's just compare this to uh, like Maelstrom Pulse. Yeah. For example, which is sorcery speed, one green black. Takes out one thing most of the time. Takes out, yeah, most of the time it takes out one thing. People play that. It's a good card. Well, because you can take out everybody's soul ring, I guess, but because <laughs> it takes out all. Um, yeah, of the same name. Of the same name. Yeah. yeah, so it gets tokens and soul rings. It's got some incidental value, but this. This is going to be better most of the time. I love that it's instant speed, yeah. honestly. I think it's great. Uh, the. Board wipe for flyers you were talking about is Whip Tongue Hydra. It's five and a green for a four four with reach. But it says when Whip Tongue Hydra enters the battlefield, destroy all creatures with flying, and they put a one one counter on the Whip Tongue Hydra for each creature destroyed this way. I think this will wipe out decks. People will pick it up and be like, "What is going on?" Oh man, I'm this so excited about this creature. Better than Thantis, the not Mantis. Thantis. I agree. Yeah, this it's is great, a, this isn't it? Great, is really good. Yeah, it's like a bane of progress yeah, for, for flyers. For flyers? <laughs> You want to put that in a blinky deck. It's a lizard hydra too. It's, it's got reach. It's ETB, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. 
Okay, so we're go we're going with Lord Windgrace. I think you know one of the things is Sahili was kind of split more between like token strategy and cheating big spells out. Lord, this deck feels way more focused. It, feels it totally like does. We're doing yeah. We're he cares about lands going to and from the battlefield hand and graveyard basically. Uh, I want to talk about some of the best cards in the deck. Okay. And I think one of the best cards of the deck is kind of boring. It's a reprint, but it just, what it's it what it does good. is it just tells you exactly what this deck wants to do. It's Harrow. Uh, that's two and a green for an instant as an additional cost to cast this spell, Sacrifice a Land. Search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. It's instant speed. It gets a land in your graveyard. It ramps you. Uh, this is exactly the kind of spell that we want, especially because it's at three mana. You this can, deck would run 10 heroes if it could. It totally would. Yeah. So at, at three mana, you cast it, you sacrifice one, you get two more onto the battlefield. Windgrace comes out on turn five and immediately there's a land in your graveyard if you need it. And immediately you got your engine going. I think it's Notice just it solid. Also, the search your library for up to two basic land cards, then put them onto the battlefield then shuffle your library. There's no into the battlefield tapped. Yeah. So this can kind of It kind cost of costs you. one mana. Right, exactly. Because you're going to sacrifice also one, maybe the tapped land, bring two more in. It's it's pretty interesting how Harrow plays. It's it's a very powerful card. Um, it just works so well with this. I know it's not flashy. I know it's not like the next card Josh is going to read. New. It's not new and fancy, but it really is sort of the cog that allows your land's engine to work. All right, so a new card that's one of the best cards in the deck is uh, Turn Timber Sower. It's two and a green for a 3-3. Three, three. three mana, 3-3, three, three, pretty good. Elf Druid, Elf. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, create an 01 green plant creature token. So Gitrog Monster is the same similar language as far as like when a land card goes to your graveyard from anywhere. So you cycle a land, you harrow a land, Lord Windgrace pluses and you discard a land. You're going to make a plant token in all those circumstances. And then it also says pay green, sacrifice three creatures, return target land card from your graveyard to your hand so you can get lands back by sacrificing your plants uh, if that's what you want to do. This just sounds like a huge value engine on a card. And it costs three. It costs three. And so you're going to be putting lands, moving them into your graveyard from anywhere. Yep. You mill something over. Who cares? You it discard. The deck, you so. cycle. Like all of those ways, you're just putting plant and plant and plant and plant and plant. And you think like, oh, you know, there's zero ones. They're not. No, this is fodder. And it's literally on the card that you can cash three of those stupid things in and get not just any land back, but the specific land that you need back to your hand, creating more landfall. You could get back a fetch land cards. back, right? And then yeah. you could play it and sack it and get a plant immediately back. Yeah, it's so, so good. Just the way that that kind of... Like we said, this deck cares about lands going to and from the battlefield hand and graveyard, and this just pays you off for doing it. Um, okay, let's talk about the worst cards in the deck. So the deck comes with some cards that don't make some a lot of sense. Yeah. Each precon does sort of do this. They're wanna... either planted there for the other commanders, or That's in some cases they'll actually put a card in a deck that is sort of supposed to go in one of the other decks. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Loyal Apprentice. It's one in a red for a 2-1 human artificer with haste. It has Lieutenant. I love Lieutenant. 
Basically, it is a special ability that it gains when your commander is also on the battlefield. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, create a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. That token gains haste until end of turn. It so just seems if it's like out with your commander, it makes a thopter every turn. Just seems like haste. this is in the wrong deck. Like, why do we want a thopter in this? Why it's do we great want a in the Sahili deck. Yeah. Because it cares about artifacts on the battlefield. It has a token sub-theme. Like, that matters. Lord Windgrace doesn't care about tokens, doesn't care about artifacts, doesn't care about thopters specifically. Neither does Gyrus, and neither does Thantis, really. So I think what they did is they just... Well, I know what they did. Is the loyal... Um, there's a loyal cycle. So loyal apprentice is one. There's another card in here called loyal subordinate. That's the black one. There's a loyal in each color. And for each deck, they just put in all the loyal X that's in that color. And this is why we point these out to you that we're like, look, this really was designed for something else. Identify it, pull it out. Yep. Uh, another of the worst cards in the deck or the head scratchers is Blood Tracker. It's three and a black for a 2-2 vampire wizard with flying. It says you can pay about black and pay two life. And then you put a 1-1 counter on Blood Tracker. And then when Blood Tracker leaves the battlefield, draw a card for each 1-1 counter on it. Um, there's just nothing going on with this card that has anything to do with what's going on in this deck. Uh, there's no sacrifice outlets. There's no blink shenanigans because it says leaves the battlefield. So there's no way to really take advantage of Blood Tracker other than just straightforward. I guess I'm going to add a couple of counters and hope that nobody exiles it or tucks it or bounces it. I guess, no. It says leave, leave the, the battlefield. battlefield. Oh, yeah. But I, it's like you're paying you're paying two life to make it bigger and... And draw a card later at a time that you you really want a way yourself to make it leave the battlefield because otherwise you might get to draw those cards at a time when the player's about to kill you and doesn't care. I like this in plus one, plus one counter synergies. Imagine yeah. if you could pay... Harden uh, scales. Uh, yeah, you had hardened scales and you double up the counters. Maybe you move the counters over from something else. Imagine yeah, and if you have doubling season, Atraxa, you've proliferated. That sounds great. Marchessa, you yeah. can put the counter on it anyways. And then you have sacrifice outlets there to draw more cards. And, and it comes back into play. it comes back, you get extra oh, plus one, so plus one counters. it's so good in Marchessa. It's a vampire. It's a wizard. Vampires have plus one, plus one counter synergies all the time where you can move counters around. It's so great in so many other decks and you look at it here and it just makes you a little bit sad. It doesn't make any sense in this deck, yeah. Take it out. Take Play it, out. it in your other decks. It's it's cool. It's really cool. Okay, let's talk about the notable reprints in this deck. There really isn't much as far as like value or anything we're really excited that's reprinted. There's one card, I guess, and it's it's been reprinted in a bunch already, but it is a card people like. It's Avenger of Zendikar. Uh I mean, you can read it, might as well. Avenger of Zendikar is five green green for a five five elemental. When Avenger of Zendikar enters the battlefield, create a zero one green plant creature token for each land you control. It has landfall. Look at that landfall synergy. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a plus one plus one counter on each plant creature you control. Josh? Yes. Did we just mention zero one plants earlier on in this podcast? Yes, that turn timber sower will create plants. And they'll create them before Avengers Endercar comes out, but Avenger doesn't care where those plants came from. If you play a land, it's going to pump all of them. So that's synergy. That sounds cool. Yeah. I want to do that. This is also a deck that's just going to get a lot of lands in play. All of its ramp is land-based ramp, like Cultivates and things like that, and Harrow. Um, and then also Lord Windgrace has a negative three ability that is put two lands from your graveyard into play. 
So if you play Avenger Zendikar and Lord Windgrace is out on your next turn, you play a land for turn, activate the minus, put two lands in play, plus three, plus three to all your plants. People are constantly trying yeah. to do that. They're trying to engineer that on their own, and yeah. now they have a commander that does it for them. People try to hold their fetch lands and yeah. try to try to create this scenario, and then boom, you have a deck that automatically does it. And of course, if Lord Windgrace is getting back two fetch lands onto the battlefield, which he's likely to do, because if you have played fetch lands, they've gone to the graveyard, then all of a sudden five, six lands are coming into play for the Avenger. Yeah, it's definitely one of the best cards in the deck, as well as being a notable reprint. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. So, out of the box, this feels really decent about moving lands back and forth from your graveyard into your hand, all of that and other stuff. It's good at doing the land dance. Yeah, it really is good at doing the land dance. Yeah, put them here, put them here. Exactly. Put, them on the put it back in the graveyard. I like that dance, by the way. It's super It's fun. a great dance. <laughs> um, and we just talked about one card that sort of weaponizes that land dance. But there aren't very many others, honestly. There's that dragon that has landfall, and there's a landfall theme in there. But some of the landfall triggers that we get aren't just aren't that good. We pointed out the good ones. And so we might need to weaponize this land dance a little bit more. Yeah, you need to get more payoff so that the land dance basically makes you win the game rather than just spins your wheels and doesn't do much. You want to accomplish something while doing it, right? So we're okay. going to mention some obvious cards here uh, for inclusion and some some really some really great ones. I'm really excited about this section because there's so much potential in this deck. Well, this is the deck that a lot of us have wanted to build in some way, shape, or form for a long time, and now you finally can do it with this commander. And I think you know, a lot to a lot of you, this is just what you thought of when you see this get spoiled for the first time. But not to everybody. You know, a lot of people coming in at this point in the game are coming in because the commander precons have come out, and that's a really good entry point for people. And so they don't necessarily know. So we're going to go over some obvious cards. But they're obvious because they're really good in the deck. <laughs> they're so good. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. The first thing is uh, talking about more landfall. And we have to talk about Omnath, Locus of Rage. Yes. Three red, red, green, green for a 5-5 five, five legendary elemental. Omnath, Locus of Rage has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a 5-5 five, five red and green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Sounds great. Whenever Omnath, Locus of Rage, or another elemental you control dies, Omnath deals three damage to target creature or player. So you just bolt stuff when... Uh, you just create a crazy army with all of your landfall. I think it's three damage to any target now, too. We're reading the card, but I think it... Because oh, Chris creature or player? Yes, it's yeah, any target. It's Planeswalker now, yeah. too, which in a world where there are more Planeswalkers as commanders it's even more relevant because your ability to shoot them directly is going to be really good sometimes and normally by, and by the way this is after you've generated five fives yeah which you've probably swung with that's huge but i i think the fact i think if that's all it did it would be fine yeah it'd be it'd be um rampaging bailoffs yeah kind of. rampage. it'd, be, it'd be fine but yeah. not amazing but the fact that if they board wipe you go pew 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 makes it huge and when there's planeswalkers specifically as commanders what happens is a great thing to do when you have Planeswalker out is board wipe. Get rid of all the creatures because your Planeswalker stays, right? Wrath of God, Supreme Verdict, Toxic Deluge, all that stuff that does that says, you know, destroy all creatures doesn't hit Planeswalkers. Omnath Locus of Rage means if your board states at a certain size and they do that, you get to shoot their Planeswalker with the three damage from the elemental. So, and I've seen Omnath have a board state enough where no one can board wipe yep. because it will literally just kill an opponent. Where you're just bashing in and you're they could even block and you're like, fine, because I'll just throw the three damage at your face. Yeah. This card is ridiculous. Pretty sweet. The next one is one of my personal favorites. It's Tireless Tracker. This is an underrated card 
in just a lot of green decks. It's two and a green for a human scout. It's a three, two. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate, which means you create a clue artifact token, and the clue says, pay two, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card. I think I talked about last episode how that's all I want in life is just a bunch of clue tokens. <laughs> Uh, and it says, whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a 1-1 counter on Tireless Tracker. That part actually can matter because you can get up to, like, it's got se- it's like a 7-6 or something. And it actually can start, like, bashing in. But in general, the fact that every time you play a land, you get sort of an on-layaway draw card for later. You're going to have so much landfall. You're going to be bringing cards back. This is card draw and a threat. And I love that you can, like you said save them for later save them you can keep man up and then you'll be like at the end of a turn i'll crack a clue i'll crack a clue i'll crack a clue and we know that we're not just playing one land a turn we're playing multiple lands a turn getting them back from our graveyard this is going to be so much value yeah tireless tracker so good in this deck i did not realize how cheap this next card is uh tireless tracker is a little bit expensive it's like eight dollars now yeah it's great we're about to talk about but yeah, yeah Tireless Trackers. Actually, I think it's your most expensive card on your list. Yeah. Um, but this one's surprisingly cheap. Nissa Vital Force. A cheap Planeswalker? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, three green green for a five loyalty Planeswalker. Plus one untapped target land you control until uh, your next... Until your next... Oh my gosh, what did I do? I don't have an oversized card of that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> until your... Oh my God. How did you do that? And I was not able to. You want me to read it? No, I okay. got it under control. Okay. <laughs> How are you able to do it? I literally touched his phone and then something changed. Never my mind. Phone. It knows it's me. your phone. <laughs> it becomes a 5 5 elemental yeah. creature token with haste. It's still a land. So you untap a land and it becomes a 5 5. Got it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, minus three, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. That's solid. Yep. That's recursion. You yep. might just change that in immediately. But really, the ultimate, which is very attainable. Yeah, because it's a negative six and she starts with five. Yeah. Uh, you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Broken. So you, you play Nissa, you take her up once, and then boom, you have an emblem that basically, how many cards would you draw in this deck? A, a bajillion. All of them. You're playing lands, you're cycling lands, you're, you know, fetch lands and whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's it's crazy. Realize, this I is, can't believe this card is like under five dollars. Like it's insane. Yeah. Uh, go pick it up right now because it's probably not going to be worth that after we just said that. <laughs> okay. The next card. So we're into a new section now. It's uh, oh, it's extra land drops. Oh, whoops! I did not uh, bring up those cards on my phone, but that's okay because I know what they do. Yeah. Mina and Den Wildborn is a four drop, two, a red and a green. The really important part about Mean and Den is it says you can play an additional land on each of your turns. The really important part is that Josh doesn't quite remember the power and toughness. Yeah, what is it? It's a 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Four, four. Four mana 4-4? Four, four? Really, yeah. It's pretty good. Isn't it great? Yeah. And, but, the, but the important part is you can play an additional land on each of your turns. And there are a bunch of creatures and effects that do this in green. And you kind of want to stack the deck with a bunch of them. This is kind of one of the cheaper ones, I think. And for one in a green, you can return mm. a land card to your hand to give target trample. creature trample. Yeah. That's not that's that's pretty good too. Returning lands for extra uh, for extra landfall is great. Returning lands is is not that bad and giving things trample can be really really good. You usually do that like once a game to to kill somebody. Uh you you don't in decks like these you don't normally need the extra landfall trigger. Yeah, we're going to have more, plenty of lands. You're usually cramped on how many you're allowed to play per turn, but once in a while it does come up. 
Uh, yeah, super good card. Also, Mina and Den is very inexpensive. Like we didn't talk. There are a lot of extra land drop cards. Azusa, that are, but Azusa or, or Oracle of Moldiah expensive. is expensive. Yeah. Mina and Den is like under a dollar. Yeah, it's, it's bulk. like it's it's bulk. It's like forty cents. This next and one's cheap it's too, great. right? No, it's expensive. Sorry. Wayward Swordtooth is? Yeah, but it's not going to... As soon as like things with standard change, like it'll be fine. It's played in standard? I don't know if it's played in standard, but it's not cheap. Okay. Like I expect this to be bulk Yeah. in like a, two years. When or rotation whatever, like that. happens. When rotation happens. Yeah. Right now it's not. It's like five bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Wayward Swordtooth is two and a green for a five-five. And it says you may play an additional land on each of your turns. And then it has a send and... Oh, sorry. It's it's not a creature or can't attack a block until you have uh, City's Blessing. So once you have 10 permanents, then it turns on kind of as a 5-5. Five, five. Until then, it's just an enchantment, basically, that says you can play an additional land. Which, by the way, if it never turned into a creature, you'd be totally fine with it. Totally great with <laughs> because, it. Yeah. But the fact that it does turn into a creature is so cool. And you're going to have a lot of lands on the battlefield. Yeah. You're going to be able to turn this on very easily. And one thing I really like is that you want to dump the lands in the early game. And then in the late game, sometimes you have an exploration or a burgeoning that's just sitting around not doing anything. But instead, if it's on a wayward sword tooth, it starts going rawr. That's what that's what dinosaurs sound. You like. are required to make that sound if you attack with a wayward sword tooth. Roar! No, well, that's more intimidating. I don't know. It sounds yeah, like a bear. Sound like a choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to um, the next category, which is land to graveyard synergies or shenanigans. This is because Lord Windgrace is putting things directly into the graveyard lands specifically most of the time and getting them back out and putting them to play. We've talked about fetch lands and turn timber sower is the one that makes plant tokens. Like this is the thing you want to do. That's why the dance is not just battlefield to hand. It's battlefield graveyard hand. That's that's the sort of cycle you want to go through. So I used to have this deck. It's Titania, Protector of Argoth. She's three green green for a 5-3 legendary creature. Elemental for Omnath. Just saying, when Titania, Protector of Argoth, enters the battlefield, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So she automatically gets value and to the battlefield. So she ramps you. Great. It only works in decks with fetch lands and cycling lands and a planeswalker that literally puts lands into your graveyard <laughs> and stuff like that. And then it says, when a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 5-3 green elemental creature token synergizes so well with omnath goes in all the omnath decks um this is one of the sort of big three totally uh sort of land matters or land dance commanders that we've had for a while that everybody's been wanting to cram into one deck that lord wind grace makes happen now notice this says from battlefield to yeah. graveyard a lot of the other ones we talked about is from anywhere uh but this one specifically from the battlefield battlefield to the graveyard that's enough. It's good enough like that. It's totally fine. But you should know that it doesn't work with Wind Grace's specific activation. Correct. Because that's discarding a land. Right, right. Yeah. So it's still going to be really, really good. Still and you're going to have enough ways to get lands to the battlefield that, or into the graveyard that you're never going to worry about it. Uh, the next one is the other of the big three, as it were. It was Omnath, Titania, and... The Gitrog Monster. Gitrogged. Three black green for a six six legendary frog horror. With it's, how is Thantis a six mana five five with vigilance and reach, and Gitrog is a five mana six six with death touch? I don't like man. Thantis is just they do want the Wizards does want you to take the cards you have, tweak the deck, like look for cards that make it better, like the Gitrog monster and I'm just stuff saying, like that. Thantis could be like a seven seven. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to trash talk the spider. He doesn't have a lot going for him. You feel bad for him? I feel, I feel bad for him. Jeez. He's the... Th- He's the, I respect he's the fourth enough best to commander. tell him the truth. You, your rate is bad, Dantis. <laughs> and also you should be a mantis. Okay, go. <laughs> the Gitrog monster has death touch. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Gitrog monster unless you sacrifice a land. I, w- I will choose to sacrifice a land. Uh, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. It's pretty good. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, from anywhere. draw a card. So when you activate your commander to yep. put a land into your graveyard, you discard a land and draw two cards and then get rog triggers and you draw a third card. When you sacrifice a land at the beginning of each of your turns, you what happens with Titania? You draw yeah. a card, your Titania makes something. When you have extra land drops, because this gives you an extra land drop, you create more elementals with, with your Omnath. Omnath Locus of Rage. It's, it's amazing. It also works so well with Lord Grace because you plus, you put a land in the graveyard, you draw three cards. And then on your next upkeep, you sacrifice one of your lands that goes to the graveyard and you minus Lord Grace and put the two lands into the battlefield. So that wheel right there is just like a value wheel. That is so much value. Yeah. I'm exhausted right now. It's like... <laughs> just those two, right? And if you get either Titania or Omnath out now, every time you're doing that, you're creating... These five power, you know, a couple of five power. And the landfall triggers we're getting. Yeah. It's oh my mm. gosh. Yeah, I think that's this deck is really just wants to get Lord Wind Grace out with any one of those. And if you get two of them, then you're probably gonna win. Like if you get two yeah. of, if you untap with two of the big three out with Lord Wind Grace, you've got that game probably. Uh this is really cool. So you picked a saga card to put in the deck. We haven't seen sagas make a very big splash in Commander, and I think it just hasn't been long enough yet. It ta- our format is encompasses so many cards that it can be difficult for i like three sagas specifically and this is one of the ones that i like a lot yeah and i i honestly like i just wouldn't i'm it takes a while for it to sort of slip into my consciousness so i might not have even considered it it's the mending of dominaria it's three green green for a saga which is an enchantment and as you know sagas have sort of three chapters and they come into play and after your draw step, they'll go through the chapter. So when it comes into play, you put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So you mill two and then return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. Doesn't have to be a creature that was just milled. It just could already be in there. And then chapter two is the same thing. So on your next draw step, after you draw your card, it will do this again. So mill two more, return a creature card. So at that point, it's drawn you two cards, kind of. It's milled you for four. And then on chapter three, it says, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then shuffle your graveyard into your library. So you've had Lord Grace dropping cards in there. You've had Gitrog Monster making you sacrifice cards. You have fetch lands and things. And all of a sudden, Mending of Dominaria, it's also milled you. So it's probably put a couple of lands in there. It maybe draws you some cards back too, some creatures. Gets you a couple creatures that back. Maybe tracker that died. Titania yeah. or Omnath maybe because those are lightning rods that people have to kill. You get them back in your hand and then all of a sudden, boom, six, seven, eight, nine. If it's late in the game, it can be 12 or 15 lands back into the battlefield. And all of a sudden you're just in, in like a super good position. Also, they don't come back in tapped, everybody. They come just back into the battlefield. Which is a huge deal because when it goes off, suddenly that turn, you just might have 10 extra mana available right now. 
What would you spend a ton of mana on? <laughs> well, that's actually one of the things that I noticed about the deck. You get this engine going, and sometimes when you have engines, you just keep engining and dirtling and you keep you can get that. stuck in the mud where like you're yeah. just like turning the wheels but nothing's actually I'm moving lands and moving lands and moving lands now if you have some of these great cards on the battlefield it's hard to get stuck get drug monster drawing extra cards really hard to get stuck titania or omneth making elementals that's yeah, you're gonna to win stuck. that game yeah, yeah. get rock itself can just spin you oh yeah totally right because it's not actually doing putting threats out but i mean you described the mending of dominaria getting yeah. a huge amount of lands back you need a way to sort of weaponize this and turn it into something uh, let's talk about a card called Genesis Wave. <laughs> X, green, green, green for a sorcery. Re reveal the top X cards of your library. You may put any number of permanent cards with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Then put all the cards revealed this way that weren't put on the battlefield into your graveyard. This is surprisingly uh, inexpensive from the reprint. So I think yeah, people should pick up, pick up Genesis Wave. Uh, and it's great especially in these lands matter deck because you will have so many lands that really matter for your deck specifically that you can put them all on the battlefield. A lot of the cards that we're talking about that really do something are permanence, the Gitrog monster, Omnath, Titania, even the mending of Dominaria. They're all permanence. They're all going straight onto the battlefield. I mean, this is a deck that's going to be very permanent heavy, have very few instants and sorceries. And that's the perfect kind of deck for Genesis wave. Cause when you do it, if you do it for 17, you're looking to get 15 permanents in the battlefield, which is insanity. Yeah. So, yeah, that card will just win you the game a lot of times. Okay. The very last card that you have in the finishing power or win condition category is a new card from Dominaria. It's Multani Yavamaya's Avatar. It's four green green for an elemental avatar. Elemental. Ooh, elemental. It's a zero zero. It has reach and trample, but it says... Multani gets plus one, plus one for each land you control and each land in your graveyard. So it doesn't care where the lands are. If they're, if they're out on the battlefield or in the graveyard, it counts them. And then you can pay one in a green and return two lands you control to their owner's hand and return Multani from your graveyard to your hand. So this is just a very difficult to kill threat. You have to exile it basically or tuck it or something because if you destroy it, the player's just going to return it to their hand and return two lands to their hand which they kind of nothing is not that bad can be good for them in some cases where they're going to hit landfall or discard it to lord Windgrace to draw two cards rather than you know uh just um rummage so remember this deck also has some self mill involved you are going to be chucking lands in your graveyard and this checks for lands in your graveyard uh this is just a really solid finisher it's got some recursive value to it i really like the fact that it counts the lands in your graveyard something like uven vault hydra yeah uh is really great but it only counts the lands on the battlefield and i think in this deck specifically as you're upgrading it it's great too uven vault hydra uh, gets any land you want from your deck the mana base in this leaves a little bit of something to be desired it doesn't have the utility lands that you might have Maybe as you upgrade your utility lands, you include the Hydra instead of Multani. But right now, Multani is going to be a house in this deck. Multani has Trample naturally, too. I think that's a really it's big great. point because he's likely to be a 2020 or something. So, or or bigger, just based on the way this land this this land dance is going to happen, and that makes him way more hard to ignore than something you can just chump block every turn. So, I like that a lot. Okay. You we normally don't talk about mana base on these um, episodes because that's like a whole another thing you got to tackle for the pre-cons. And, and usually the mana base is like fine. Yeah, you don't need a whole new mana base being for like rebuilt or for 10 cards. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we were putting in 10 cards. The mana base is fine. 
But this deck specifically, we did want to mention some things because it cares so much about its lands that if you have the ability to even switch a little bit around in the mana base, it will make a bigger difference. Like putting in a fetch land into the Sahili deck, it's not going to up the power level of your deck very much at all. In this deck, it makes a much bigger difference. So yeah, go ahead. You have you have the opportunity for that fetch land to get it back to create an elemental to, to do to draw your cards. all sorts of stuff. It's it's really good. Yeah. But we don't need to tell you to put you know thirty dollar, forty dollar, fifty dollar. Uh, fetch lands in here. What I think that could be a really easy include are the two cycling lands that are in two colors. That's Canyon Slough and Sheltered Thicket. Okay. Both of those are there. Well, they are fetchable if you happen to have fetch lands. Nothing in here. Actually, there are things in here right now that will fetch it. The slow fetches are in this deck. Yep, yep, the slow so the slow fetches will fetch these. They come into play tapped, but you can cycle them for two generic mana. Cycling lands are great. They're so good because they synergize with Wind Grace. They synergize with uh, some of the lands that go straight to your graveyard. They really let you let you churn through your deck because remember, you have a really high land count. You have 43 lands in this deck. And so you might need to chuck it and get something more relevant. And also- Yeah, because you could very often flood out. Yeah, and these cards are not that expensive. We're not talking about expensive fetch lands. We're just talking about something that fixes- Cycles, draws you cards, synergizes with your commander. It's a no-brainer for the deck. I would consider the uh, desert cycling deserts from Amon Even the deserts, well, too. Because there's yeah. three of those. Uh, one for Well, there's five, but there's three in your colors. And you could run the green, red, and black ones. And they're two mana to cycle. And that could just be very worth it. You figure if you have Gitrog out or you have Titania in your hand, yeah, you want to put at least one land in the graveyard. And, you know, that is... Are they in there? No, but I don't even think they have the two generic cyclers in here. I think they only they, have three cyclers. And there's like Ash Barons and some other stuff. Yeah, so. they don't have Ash Barons. Yeah. They only they only have the single mana. These these three are so the only cyclers. Whatever cycling, whatever lands you have with the word cycling on it, you want to put it in there. And anything that fetches a land that sacrifices its land and goes goes in. And I would put in if you've got it, anything that also is just a land that sacrifices lands for any reason so a strip mine yeah. um those are ex more expensive Lotus yeah but they're nine they're nine cheap examples of cycling lands that aren't in this deck they only have three cycling lands in this deck yeah i would put all of them in honestly because they're going to just be so good with what this deck wants to do and sometimes yeah you might play lord Windgrace and immediately negative three just for the ramp and you're going to want two lands in the graveyard when you do that totally so i would i would totally do that and if you cycle two away that basically has drawn you two cards your right? early turns you you're like i don't have anything to do cycle cycle lord Windrace, then gets it back ramps and his negative three basically just drew you two cards yeah so which would be a perfectly good negative so um yeah Pay attention to the mana base a little bit more on this one than you normally would, and I think it'll get a lot stronger. Okay, we're not going to talk about all the cards that we would take out, but there will be a list in the show notes. So the 10 cards that DJ listed that we should add to this deck are Omnath, Locus of Rage, Tireless Tracker, Nissa Vital Force, Mina and Den Wildborn, Wayward Swordtooth, Titania, Protector of Argoth, the Gitrog Monster, Mending of Dominaria, Genesis Wave, and Multani Yavamaya's avatar. And the 10 cards we would take out of the deck are listed again in the show notes, so make sure to pay attention to that. All right, to the listeners, to the listeners, what do you think about this Lord Windgrace deck? Are you as excited as we are? So far, it's my favorite um, of the Planeswalkers and things that we've seen that have been revealed. I don't know 
when this episode is going to come out, how much of it will have been spoiled at the, how much of commander 2018 will have been. Spoiled. Do you know what I want to know? Cause honestly, like we're going to, we're all going to geek out about lands matter. There's going to be tons of stuff to talk about. I want to know what you use this spider for. What do you do? Okay. That's it. Actually I'm changing to the listeners. That's a really good point. <laughs> Forget what you think about Wind Grace. I know you think it's cool, just like we do. We can still geek out in the comments. It's fine. We'll talk about it. But, but the bigger question question I want answered is Thantis the War Weaver. I'm gonna read the card again, and then you tell us in the comments what how do you build this deck? What kind of cards go in it? It's three black, green, red for a five five vigilance reach spider. All creatures attack each combat if able. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, put a one one counter on Thantis the War Weaver. That's a good one. I like that. Um, something else I like is cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use our affiliate link, when you order all these sweet cards for the Lord Windgrace deck, you'll be supporting game nights, this podcast, all of our content, all the extra content we're doing for commander 2018. If you like our stuff and you want it to keep happening, we love it. If you support us in any way, but honestly, this is the best way because you're a magic player. You want to buy magic cards. You're going to do that anyway. Just use the affiliate link. And as an added bonus, value side gravy you just can you just continue to support us without doing anything you wouldn't normally do we do appreciate everybody that takes advantage of that affiliate link and you know if you're going to build the lord Windgrace deck you really should get the lord Windgrace playmat and the lord Windgrace deck box and the lord Windgrace sleeves you will look pretty sweet if you roll up with all that stuff and your deck together i like this art a lot i really do um and also like I said before, Ultra Pro is making these cool scroll banners that you can hang on the wall in your house, in your game room, in your game night studio set, wherever it may be. And so look out for those at your LGS or online retailer like Card Kingdom. Okay, now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Do you have a second one? Of course. Man, you are just on it. I got more. He's I a got pro. More. You got more? I got, well, yeah. Don't tell me that because I'm just going to take it for granted, but go ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have a list. <laughs> I do. Well, right. But remember, you've been doing this for how long? Yeah, a long time. Oh, yeah. And like, and they, they're just they're just getting to know me right now. So <laughs> I'm just like pulling stuff. I just go over to my, I'm like, what do I like anyways? Go, yeah. DJ, go. Yeah. Um, today I want to talk about uh, an author, but I've talked about authors before. I want to talk about. Uh, a comic book author. Oh, okay. Brian K. Vaughn. All right, I'm okay. not familiar. I'm not, not a big familiar. comic book guy. I, and I don't. Is Jimmy sh- a big comic book guy? I think a little bit, but not a, not not a lot. Yeah, no. I don't think you guys are big comic book guys. And I'm not necessarily. I seem like I should be. Like the, I like peripherally stuff similar to it, and I think I, I just never happen to get into it. I I I think. I would like comics if I like tried to. Do you know what I? I'm not necessarily a comic book guy either. I'm a graphic novel guy. Oh, okay. Because and it's, sometimes when they have serialized comics, I like that too because I see larger story arcs. I really enjoy the development, and sometimes comics are a little bit, you know, punchy for me. I like do a little like bit graphic short. novels a, a more, like uh, like Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, Mouse. Those are ones. Uh, all fantastic classics. examples. Yeah. So. Uh, I will present to you okay. uh, just a really, a really amazing author. And I, I personally like uh, Vaughn because of a few things that he's done. Number one, Ex Machina is great. But also oh, um, okay. one that I, the reason why I, I, I brought it up is because Why the Last Man is a, ser- is a comic oh, yeah. series. Uh, and they recently got picked up by FX. And they just started announcing their casting. So it looks like it's actually going to happen. And FX has been doing a lot of good stuff. They did like, what have they done? Like Fargo and the Americans and uh, the Archer. The Biker Gang one. The Biker Gang one. I don't know. Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. 
That's them, right? I don't know. Uh-oh. But anyways, they're they're I don't know. <laughs> that could have been them, but that's not that's that's been off the air for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the people versus OJ Simpson. So they've been doing. Oh, my friend shot that. Yeah. They, so they've been doing some really good stuff. And uh, why the last man is awesome. Okay, and I think that they're going to do some really good stuff. And so also, we're excited about oh, this show is this a TV show? It's a uh, okay. So series? I'm skeptical of all adaptations. It's I believe it's a TV series that they're going to do about why the last man, but it'll be cool. But also he's still writing. And uh, one of his series that he's doing right now called saga mm-hmm. is great. It's award-winning. This is a comic it's a fantastic book comic book series. Okay. Yeah. It's great. Um, they they're collected together. They have these anthologies. And I think that many of actually many of you out there are going to be in the comments and be like, it's great. He's amazing. And okay. some of you out there will be like, you know what? I've been looking for a really great comic book series, something I can just buy cheaply off of Amazon uh, in a trade paperback form or something like that and just read through it. And it's it's weird and the art is great and the storylines are compelling. I really like it a lot. Saga. Okay, I'll add it to the list. I definitely... Saga, Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. Everything that he does is really good. Sweet. Okay, so what's the name again? Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn. Make sure to check that out. And another thing you should check out is the Masters of Modern podcast, our sister podcast, Alex Kessler, Ben Bateman. They talk about the modern format and all things competitive magic. They're also doing YouTube videos now for their episodes, which is something kind of new for them. You can find them on collected.company right next to us or on Twitter at the MMCast or on YouTube. You can just type in Masters of Modern and they'll pop up. While you're there, you should also type in Jumbo Commander and find DJ's channel. You know, DJ does a lot of deck techs and not just deck techs. You did something uh, sort of, what would you call it? A call out to players that now might be the time to buy iconic Masters boxes. Yeah, I do that. when Whenever I buy a bunch of cards, I kind of like, is this a good time to buy it? Like I go through self-reflection, but then also... I'll make a video about it. Yeah, should I be telling people, hey, this is a good time to buy yeah, this? Yeah, like so yeah. when rotation happens and everyone will be freaking about out about the guilds of Ravnica and talking about the new cards, I'll be there being like, hey, remember all the good stuff in Kaladesh? And then you'll thank me. Yeah, yeah. so that's DJ just looking out for you all the time. Make <laughs> sure to check out his channel. Thank you. Our editor is Craig Blanchett. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card animations at Living Cards MTG. Jeffrey does such great stuff like this jungle river behind us which is from rivals of ixalan i believe i feel peaceful just right now being next to it it's great uh, i feel excited because we've got two more commander 2018 decks to go after this one and then we've got some decks to build based upon the secondary commanders there is so much to do and we're gonna have so much extra bonus content for you all so stick around thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye guys peace For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.